The holiday season is now upon us. The year is absolutely flying by, and the news never stops. That's why we at the DSR Network have expanded our programming to cover even more of the world's events. We hope you will consider supporting our work by becoming a member. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the member-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of November, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code STUFFING at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code STUFFING. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is DSR's Daily. When we look at the news from around the world, we try to provide a little bit of perspective and we try to do the whole thing in 15 minutes. So let's get going. I'm David Rothkoff, one of your co-hosts, joined by Chris Kotler, another co-host, Riley Fessler, another co-host. Chris, what's your first story? Uh, my first story is uh, Israel and Hamas have been exchanging uh hostages over the weekend that today marks the fourth day of a four-day truce and while um negotiations continue to extend the truce and ultimately release more hostages um it has not yet been uh extended officially um it's a pretty positive development that happened uh, over the weekend Though Netanyahu has essentially said that once the truce is over, you know, whether it gets extended or not, um, he's going to continue to bombard uh, Gaza. Um, But I was very happy to see um, all the hostages that were released over the weekend. There have been a lot of families who have been um, hoping and praying that their loved ones would be returned. So we're, we're, you know, we're, we're on that path well certainly there there has been some progress made one hopes that all the hostages will be released soon one also hopes that um the war itself can be brought to a close as quickly as possible because as heartbreaking as it is to lose somebody to being kidnapped it's it's uh, even more heartbreaking to lose somebody forever um uh to the toll of the war um uh, uh we uh, don't see much progress for that. And in fact, uh, one Israeli general uh, uh, interviewed about this over the weekend said that they should, the Israeli military should expect at least two more months of fighting. Uh, that That's uh, a, a grim prognosis, but uh, I think realistic. Riley? Well, keeping with kind of the theme of the Israel and Hamas conflict, there's Unfortunately, still a lot of repercussions for this conflict, even at home. And we saw that again over the weekend as three Palestinian students were injured in a shooting in Vermont. And they were shot by a 48-year-old man uh, with a handgun while they were walking near the University of Vermont on Saturday. At this time, we don't know what the motivations were, but the students say they were speaking in a mixture of English and Arabic, and two of them were wearing traditional Palestinian kind of head head scarves. Um, and the man apparently said nothing to them and just came up and shot at them four times, uh, injuring two and critically injuring 
another who is still in serious condition. So they're investigating this as a as a hate crime or a hate motivated crime rather and the US attorney for the district of Vermont said they will work with the justice department to determine whether this constitutes a federal crime. So again just you know we've talked about anti-semitism on the rise globally and islamophobia is also on the rise as as part of this conflict and it's just a horrific thing to see. It is and you know people perhaps were you know made aware of this uh, right after the um, war in Gaza began when a young uh, a child was killed and, and murdered uh, for similar reasons in Illinois. Uh, the White House responded quickly by adding programs focused on Islamophobia alongside its programs focused on anti-Semitism. Uh, some on the right started to say Islamophobia is not a real thing. Clearly, the story that you just recounted Riley suggests that Islamophobia is a real thing. You've also got uh, some folks uh, uh, I noticed over the weekend talking about how, um, uh, uh, in a related but 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 seemingly quite different development, um, uh, uh, some in the Muslim community in the United States were alienated by the Biden administration's embrace of Israel and uh, suggested they might not support Biden next year. Uh, Clearly, uh, while each and every one of us uh, must make our own choices, um, uh, not voting for the guy who is trying to contain the Israelis, even if he's not wholly successful at that, um, uh, uh, would be a mistake given that the other guy uh, is the author of a Muslim ban last time around, wants to do it again this time around, and surely, surely would have had a policy with regard to Netanyahu of a, of a true blank check, uh, and, and more carnage would have resulted. Um, you can be angry at Biden, but uh, let's, let's, let's be realistic here. Trump would be a much, much worse choice if you're uh, a member of of the Muslim community or, uh, in my own personal view, and the member of the human race. Um, Chris? Next March, Ukraine is scheduled to hold their presidential elections. And while most <clears throat> people favor postponing those elections, uh, there are a few, including Republicans in the United States, um, who, would, who want the elections to move forward. Originally, I I was, you know, questioning whether um, whether it matters what anyone thinks, uh, you know, and it, outside of Ukraine. But at the end of the day, um, Congress controls funding, and some of these Republicans are holding up funding uh, if the elections um, do not occur. It's not something, um, you know, imminent. But it's certainly something to pay attention to, uh, because you know I think one of the the key aspects of this is uh, maintaining stability and keeping uh, Zelensky uh, in power. Um, and the, for the United States Congress, and specifically far right Republicans holding hostage funding for Ukraine, um, is just ludicrous to me. Uh- well, to, to to me too. Um, 
but uh, uh, you know, uh, we, we we have short attention spans here in the United States. Uh, I, I hope we get over it. I, I think the expectation is, uh, as we've mentioned here before, uh, on the part of the administration, that between now and Christmas, you may see some movement on funding for Ukraine. Uh, uh, the threat of Russia in Europe grows uh, stronger, um, and uh, it is vitally important that the message, the unmistakable message, be sent to the Russians um, that the West will resist them, that as resist them for as long as it takes, um, and uh, uh, ultimately that they will uh, find uh, seeking to expand their territory in a westerly direction to be uh, too costly for them to want to undertake it. Um, but, you know, they also look to the election next year and say, if we can hang on until Trump gets in, Trump likes us, it'll be different. Uh, they're right about that. Uh, and so um, this next year is going to be extremely uh, uh, difficult time, and uh, it's only more important to provide more support during that period um, uh, because uh, the, the, the alternative makes it just more likely that they uh, hang on. And, uh, you know, as a consequence of that, uh, this is prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. And we should not forget the human toll this takes each and every day and the likely toll it will take as we head into winter and vital services are denied to the innocent people of Ukraine. Riley? Well, in keeping with our coverage of COP28, which is scheduled to start on Thursday, uh, we received information from an anonymous White House official revealing that President Biden is not planning to attend this year's conference, uh, which may come as a surprise and disappointment to some, uh, but he has attended the last two conferences and analysts say that it's not typical for a president to attend every single one. Um, and in, in his stead, special presidential envoy for climate, uh, John Kerry will be attending. Um, so they haven't given a reason for his lack of attendance yet. Uh, but some senior aides have suggested that, you know, the situation in Gaza and Ukraine are kind of the key reasons given that they've taken up a lot of Biden's time and attention and recent weeks, understandably so. Um, so I'm curious, David, what you think this means for the conference? Is it a serious uh, misstep that Biden is not attending or will it continue uh, business as usual? Uh, I think most of the business that would take place for the U.S. at this conference would take place uh, under the level of president. And I, I also think that uh, Biden has demonstrated support for climate issues, particularly in the uh, uh, um, uh, you know legislation that was most recently passed, which was the biggest um, uh, sort of green uh, legislation initiative in U.S. history. Um, uh, you know that his his commitment to these issues is not really uh, in doubt. Uh, it uh, you know might have been interesting for him to have meetings on the edges of this uh, with uh, other world leaders, perhaps other uh, Middle East leaders he intended to see uh, during uh, 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 you know uh, his 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 trip to Israel that um, uh, was cut short. Uh, uh, but 
you know, I and, and when he had intended to go off and and meet with regional leaders, but you know, I, I don't think this will have any net effect uh, on the uh, outcomes at uh, COP twenty eight. Uh, it's not that unusual for a president to go to a couple of these. He's been to the last two and then miss one or two. Uh, and I think there'll be plenty of other leaders who will be there and, and there'll be others who will not. So it's the kind of thing we make into a story in Washington, but I don't think it's that uh, a big a story, nor will it dilute the outcomes of the meeting. Chris? I just would add, I, I 100% agree in the fact that Kerry is going, who's been you know engulfed in climate um, for the past couple of years, is certainly a strong indication that the Biden administration takes climate change seriously. Now, you know, that's a good point. Uh, let, me, let me say one thing. Uh, normally, I would go to you now for your story, but your story is a little lighter. And if I go to you story for your lighter story, and then I go to Riley for his heavy, grim story, uh, it's going to seem completely insensitive and out of place. So Riley, why don't you do your last story and then we'll go to Chris. Sure. So um, kind of big news in Sierra Leone over the weekend. There seems to have been some kind of attack in the capital. A lot of the information is still kind of coming out, but sources told AFP that they heard explosions in the city's district uh, that contains armories and embassies. And others reported hearing gunfire being exchanged near barracks. Um, the information ministry reported attacks on prisons that resulted in prisoners being freed and um, captured. So a lot of this is the result of recent unrest over the re-election of the president, uh, with a lot of critics saying that there was kind of some discrepancies in the election. International observers uh, condemned a lack of transparency in the ballot count. So there has been a lot of domestic strife over this, uh, which seems to have came to a head over the weekend. Uh, but government officials have said that they've retaken control of the situation and arrested most of the leaders responsible. Um, but investigations and security operations are still ongoing. Um, so the greater context of this is just that there have been quite a few military coups in the region, uh, with eight coups in West and Central Africa just since 2020. Um, so it seems like this coup attempt was thwarted. Um, but again, just shows kind of some of the fragility of democracy in the region that I think we need to be paying attention to. Absolutely right. And all that fragility of democracy also is tied to uh, uh, conflict, uh, uh, other, other kinds of risks to human life. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the story. I think it's important that we regularly um, bring up some of the places that don't figure in the headlines. Uh, and uh, so, Chris, what's your uh, last story of the day? So before I get to my lighter story, I just want to mention, um, because I was listening to my morning news podcasts, and George Santos this week will face uh, expulsion from the House of Representatives which you know made me go down the path of oh who's been expelled from the House of Representatives and I noticed that the last person uh, was a Riley's boy from Ohio Jim Trafficant who was convicted on <laughs> ten felony accounts including bribery um, so uh, George Santos um, that outcome is likely for him my lighter story today is uh, Merriam-Webster uh, came out with their word of the year 
um, which is based on how many people are searching the word. And the word authentic is this year's word of the year. Now, you might think that's kind of boring um, and you'd be right. But at the end <laughs> of the day, <laughs> if you, I got to say, it's encouraging that people in the, you know, in this day and what's going on in the world, and there is a ton going on, um, that they're searching for the word authentic. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's frankly kind of heartwarming. But I also learned, um, you know, because my kids are 16 and 12 and, you know, they know a lot of these slang terms that I don't know. But I did learn uh, what Riz means. And I also learned a new word, which is dead name. So interesting uh, story from Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Well, first of all, that that, that you um, had to turn to Merriam-Webster to figure out those two words suggests that you are old and out of touch. But having said that, I am delighted that you did not have to learn some of the other top words that, you know, like they said, kibbutz, implode, doppelganger, coronation, dystopian and covenant were all on the list. Um, and all I can say is who, who, who's doing this looking up eighth graders. I mean, you know, don't people know, like, I mean, this is kind of fundamental, uh, when it comes to vocabulary, but, um, uh, it's, uh, it's all, it's always interesting to see, uh, um, see these patterns. Another of the words there was deep fake. I think deep fake is going to get looked up a lot more next year as we start seeing disinformation around the 2024 elections empowered by AI uh, than it has been this year. So this is a word that you may want to watch. It may be on the list with a bullet uh, and, and it do even better uh, next year. Uh, but it's a it's an authentic pleasure to do this with you each and every day, uh, guys. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Um, until then, everybody, thanks for listening. We, of course, at the beginning of the week, have our spy show coming up with a good show. So uh, definitely listen to that. And we've got other shows on other stories throughout the week. And we'll be uh, 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 eager to share those with you. So until then, bye-bye.